This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up today, Steve Ballou is in to talk about the 21st Annual Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Classic and Benefit Dinner. And we head over to the Park Rapids area for our Lake of the Week. It's all coming up next. I got my fishing pole, keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the bag. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me. Cause I'm fishing Paul Bunyan country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Hi, this is Toby Cavalli-Bach of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, every year about this time, we say hi to Steve Ballou because uh, his annual Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Classic and Benefit is coming up. It's the 21st annual, and Steve, welcome back. Thank you very much. Good to be here. I don't know if we've done them 21 years in a row, but it's awfully close. We're very close to, yeah, I think we've talked at least 20 of the years, 19 of the years for sure. <laughs> at least. Well, Steve, um, the uh, Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Classic Benefit, obviously, to benefit cystic fibrosis, but particularly uh, what organization? Um, it, it goes to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation for more research uh, that can be done as far as looking for cures. They're getting closer every year. Uh, the new medications and treatments are, are getting better every year, and I've seen it in my daughter. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it, it is actually working, and the money that's raised on all events that goes to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation for Research uh, is helping. Yeah, it's always nice to know that uh, there's actually progress being made, and, and you've talked over the years about your daughter and, and how some of this stuff is really helping her. Um, so get us caught up with what's going on with her right now. She's actually been doing really good. About uh, three years ago, they started a new med, and it was like a trichapta medication, and it was uh, kind of the turnaround for about 98% of those with cystic fibrosis, and she happened to be one of them. Uh, ever since she started that, uh, she's noticed that her lungs are clear. Uh, she has her taste and smell has even gotten better. But what we've noticed, and of course she doesn't want to admit, you know, as a girl, she's actually gained weight. And in a cystic fibrosis patient, 
it's very hard for them to gain weight, and they're usually small frame or uh, very thin. And actually, uh, the last time I seen her, she's actually putting on some weight, and I think she said she's added about 15 pounds uh, over the duration here. So it, it's it's she's looking healthier, and she's feeling good. So you know, for that reason alone, I think it's it's a plus. Well, for those who have been fishing this tournament every year or many of the years, uh, it's nice to know that you know they're really actually helping something uh, really concrete right now. Yeah, they're seeing results as far as even the medications are concerned, but even the treatments. Uh, years ago, she had a vest that hooked up to like a, it almost looked like a, a shot back, and it would pound the chest and and it would help loosen up the mucus in the lungs. Well, now that same vest, uh, it actually was developed in Minnesota, is a small, compact, um, no cords attached, battery-operated vest that she can carry with her anywhere and do her treatment at any time. You know, she can get in the car and, and ride along with somebody and put that vest on and do her treatment as she's going, where before it was unable to do that. So it's not only the medications, but it's the development of equipment that has, has helped a ton in the past. Well, we will uh, talk more about cystic fibrosis in a little bit, but let's talk about the tournament. Uh, for those who um, haven't been in it before, or maybe uh, it's been a few years and need a reminder, it's always uh, that first Saturday in October, and this time that means it's October first. Exactly. Yeah. So we're a little bit, a little bit early. You know, usually it ends up around that fifth, sixth, seventh, and you're always kind of wondering about what the weather's going to do. You're getting closer into fall, and what we're going to have. So we're hoping with a early tournament this year on the first that we're going to have a nice, uh, sunny, warm day. Well, regardless of what the weather is, if you're fishing in October, chances are the bite's going to be pretty good. Fall fishing on Cass Lake is usually pretty spectacular. You know, and I think it's going to be interesting this year because fishing has actually been good in the area all summer long. And I don't know if it was because of the high water originally, but uh, I think they're going to have a, we're going to have some big weights when they weigh in. I think uh, fishing has been excellent. So I think it's going to be a great tournament. And uh, it, it's uh, up to 70 teams, right? Correct, yeah, 72-man teams. Uh, the only difference would be is one person could actually fish the tournament if they chose to fish alone because we only weigh six fish. So that's one limit of walleyes, and one of those over 20 inches per person fishing in the boat. So you could have up to two, but if you're fishing alone, if you've got that one that's over 20 and it's a big one and you've got your other five, you're right up in the money. Okay, and it's a it's a pretty reasonably priced tournament, three hundred dollars per team. Uh, which, if there is two, it's one fifty per person. Otherwise, three hundred bucks. But uh, tell us the price structure. Uh, we start out at first place at two thousand dollars. We actually pay out a little over ten thousand dollars cash back to the fishermen. But as I said, we start first place with two thousand, second place is a thousand, and then it varies all the way down to twentieth place. And twentieth is at two hundred and fifty dollars. But then we make it a little interesting. We skip 21st through 29th, and we pay 30th place. actually gets $500. So even though you only might catch one or two, or if your weight is down there, you still may be in that 30th place. That'll bring you in $500. Okay. And that's uh, that's on Cass Lake, and, and you're headquartered over at Stony Point, right? That's correct, yep. Well, that's the Saturday morning action, but of course, uh, now that life is getting closer and closer to normal, uh, you get to have your banquet again. Yeah, we are. Uh, we skipped two years because of the COVID, and this year we're back at Eagles again, like we have been in the past, with a uh, full roast beef dinner that actually is part of the ticket of that three hundred dollar entry fee 
uh, for each fisherman. We do uh, the dinner that night along with a live auction, and we have silent auction items and some raffles going on. Now, if uh, you're not fishing in the tournament, uh, maybe you're the spouse of somebody who is or whatever, uh, can you go to the banquet as well? Absolutely. You can show up at the door, or you can give my wife or I a call, and we can get you a ticket. But it is open to the public. Uh, the more the merrier. And, of course, uh, once you're in the banquet, you can take advantage of the, the auctions and anything you might want to do there as well, right? Absolutely. Anything real cool at the auction we should know about and think about? We've we've been lucky with some custom-made fishing rods. They're always unique because they're never, never one is exactly the same. Like if you go to a to a, a sporting goods store and you know you've got a bunch of different or fishing rods there and they all look the same and which one feels the best. But these are unique. Their colors are different. Uh, that type of thing. We have handmade quilts. So I mean, it, it, it's always something different at it. I've got people we never know exactly until the day of the auction people start bringing stuff through the door and we've got handmade baskets we've got a friend of ours that has made handmade baskets and there might be a bloody mary basket or there might be a pickled basket that has pickled beets and carrots and everything like that in so that type of thing goes very well we've had uh, our famous sticky buns we had a, a gal that used to make us sticky buns she knows she's no longer with us but um, we've got some people that are going to carry that tradition on and you would have like a a small uh, batch of sticky buns or caramel rolls, actually, and an item like that would bring like $85 at the auction. It's just a fun fun night uh, with the auction and the auctioneer. Steve Ballou, my guest today, talking about the 21st Annual Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Classic and Benefit, which includes the banquet dinner we were just talking about. We'll talk more about the tournament later on, but up next, we're headed over Park Rapids Way to check out our Lake of the Week. I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It is Lake of the Weekday. We're headed over to the Park Rapids area and the area fisheries office there, checking in with fisheries specialist Scott Mum. Scott, welcome back to the show. You're welcome, Kevin. Thank you. So we're going to talk today about a lake called Ojibwe Lake, but for the old-timers, uh, Scott, that they may know of that as, as Lower Dead Lake or, because there's a, there's a, it's connected to another dead lake. Am I correct yes. on that? Yes, correct. Right now um, we have Ojibwe Lake, but a lot of the old maps, refer to both of those lakes as lower dead and upper dead. But right now we go by Ojibwe as the lower lake and dead lake as the upper lake. Are they dead lakes? Uh, no, <laughs> I think <laughs> they're very good, very well known for uh, their largemouth bass population. Yeah, that's what I look like as, I, as I'm looking at this. It's It's got a lot of those same populations you see on these smaller lakes in, in Minnesota. Crappies, bluegills, and, and you know, bass. Uh, and, and lots of northerns, too. So uh, nothing unusual in, in as far as the populations go. No, it's, it's 
I would say what stands out as far as, you know, maybe quality would be the bass population in, in, in both of those basins. Um, they fluctuate, but good numbers and good some good sizes. You know, the, the number of bass over 15 inches is pretty high for the Park Rapids area that we usually sample over the years. Um, it's got a, uh, the other black crappie population um, fluctuates a lot in that lake from kind of low to moderate numbers, but can provide some pretty good fishing, not real big fish, but some eaters in the nine, nine to 11 inch size range. So it's known for every now and then kicking out some good black crappie. Um, the bluegills, um, they're, they're abundant in the lake. Uh, you can definitely get action. A lot of small to fair size fish in that six to seven inch size range. Um, not real, a lot of big ones in there, but you can get some, some eating fish in there. Um, a little bit slow growth rates kind of slow that population down. And if you're looking for action, it's got a, a very abundant northern pike population. A lot of hammer handles in that 20-inch size range, but it's a good place to take out uh, kids and stuff just to, to get something to bite. It's a good lake to go to. Oh yeah, and like you say, you got options. You got uh, you know you got bluegills, you got uh, lots of bass, and you got northern. So yeah, the the rods will bend. Yep. So where exactly we're we going to find uh, these lakes, uh, Upper Lower Dead or uh, Ojibwe? Ojibwe um, Lake, if you can find the town of Dorset in south-central Hubbard County, go about uh, five miles north of Dorset on Hubbard County Road 7, and then you'll see a sign along the road and go east on 250, 250th Street about half a mile, and you'll just show up right at the access. Now, you can uh, you can get on both lakes from Ojibwe? Now, that's one of the tricky, tricky parts. <laughs> Ojibwe has a nice DNR access with a concrete ramp Mm -hmm. you can get on that lake easy but the water levels determine if you can get into dead lake or the upper lake okay um um, i've seen it go full cycles uh early mid 90s you could get a canoe through there um but and then in the high waters of the 90s you could get a pontoon through the channel and in 2017 the water started dropping pretty good and you had to drag a John boat. And right now with the low water, you can maybe get a drag a canoe or a kayak, but uh, you're pretty limited okay. into that upper basin unless with a, a small boat that you can drag. So you Sometimes better... Sometimes that changes with a beaver channel or something like that. So, But you best be prepared to, uh, to stay in Ojibwe. Yeah, better stay in Ojibwe for now, but uh, until we get these water levels headed the other way. So this is a, are these fairly well-developed lakes? Are they kind of out of the way? What kind of vibe do we I get? Say, I would say, you know, it's pretty much moderate development for the Park Rapids area. There's pretty much cabins uh, around the lake. However, there's still it's very pretty lake, and you definitely, it's just a, it's a fun lake to fish. Um, got a lot of, you know, some aquatic vegetation, for especially if you're a bass fisherman, some some logs in the water, and, and a lot of uh, structure to fish for the bass. It sounds like the way it uh, we were describe you were describing it earlier that the bass anglers are well aware of this lake and probably gets pretty good bass pressure. Yeah, you know, for the Park Rapids area, it fluctuates, but you know, if you go out on a, a weeknight, I mean, it's it's got a nice access and stuff. And uh, of course, it's a small lake; it doesn't take a lot of boats for pressure, but. It, it's well known because it, it is a good place not only to catch uh, catch bass, but you know, it's some shot at some nicer sized bass as well. Doesn't look like uh, the, what I was able to glean from the website. Doesn't look like there's a whole lot of concerns with that lake at the moment. No, it's it's like I said, we we manage it for uh, largemouth bass and panfish, and uh, our surveys over the 
year of you know they fluctuate but it's always shown a really good uh, largemouth bass population in terms of numbers and some sizes so we're pretty we're pretty happy with that all right and again uh, go to dorset and head north yeah i go about five miles north on county road seven and just look for the sign it is uh, our Lake of the Week, Ojibwe Lake. Again, old-timers may know it as uh, Lower Dead Lake, and it's right next to Dead Lake. You can't miss it. Scott Mum, fishery specialist, has all the details. Scott, thanks for taking the time today. We appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, Kevin. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. I'm Chuck Hasse of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking back in with Steve Ballou, who's heading up the 21st Annual Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Tournament and Benefits. The tournament is on October 1st, Saturday. You're going to leave in the morning from uh, from Stony Point. Typically, what kind of ba- uh, bag has it taken to win that tournament? I think last year our biggest bag was 18 pounds, and that was the six walleye. Okay. It's all about, what, three-pound average or something like that. Yeah, in, usually in the, in the big ones like that, they're close to also being the ones that have the, the big fish. And, and last year our winners were actually locals, and one of the owners at Stony Point. No, oh. him and Steve Weicker took the took the prize last year. So it's kind of kind of interesting. You get local teams into this tournament too. And the largest walleye contest. That's actually a separate uh, fee. Yeah, that's above and beyond. That ends up being twenty dollars per boat, and probably ninety ninety eight percent of the of the fishermen put in for that. So the purse ends up being quite large. That usually ends up being about an eight or nine hundred dollar cash rate back to the person that caught the big walleye. Oh, not bad at all. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the reason we're doing this tournament and the reason you have done this tournament for the last twenty one years. You mentioned your daughter, but uh, you had uh, yeah, you've had family ties when it comes to cystic fibrosis. Yeah, it was a major part of our life for many many years. I had a, a son. Uh, name was Nathan, and we lived down in the Sioux Falls area at that time. Uh, his typical year would be probably 280 to 290 days a year in the hospital. So mm. it was a whole new family for us. We had respiratory therapists, nurses, doctors that we were very close with, and we lost him at 17 years old. Uh, back then, you know, treatments were different. The medications were different. There wasn't as many or they weren't as good. So we've been around cystic fibrosis. Uh, my daughter is 35 years old right now, and so I've been around it her whole life. So it's it's not new to us. So, and again, many of the people who are listening have been part of the tournament and have heard that, at least heard the interviews over the years, but there's always new people who are hearing this for the first time. What is cystic fibrosis actually? It, it kind of has two effects on it. The biggest effect which I'm pretty sure most people know what pneumonia is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, thick, sticky mucus in the lungs, and normally you give the medication or antibiotics will get rid of that, that mucus out of your lungs, and you'll clear up and you're fine after that. Well, in a cystic fibrosis person, 
they constantly produce thick, sticky mucus in those lungs, and it gets into the little pockets of the lungs. They do these treatments. Um, they try to do antibiotics. They try to do vitamins, all kinds of different things along with those uh, treatments that they do to get rid of that. But like I said, it constantly produces it, so it's, they never can get over it. So this thick, sticky mucus plugs them areas. Uh, parts of the lungs become scarred by it, and eventually it uh, deteriorates the lungs, and, and pretty much that's what they, uh, they die of is, is the lungs. The lungs are shot. Some patients, if they're the right candidate, uh, can go on for a double lung transplant if you can find a candidate at that time. And then, of course, you've got the option or the, it, it, at that point in time comes up if your body rejects those new lungs or, first of all, even if there is a set of lungs that can become available for you. Uh, she, my daughter knows some of her best friends uh, have the cystic fibrosis and she knows some of them that have had the transplant are doing fine. Uh, she's had other ones that had the transplant and rejected the lungs within a year and, and passed away. So it's kind of a flip of a coin, but it's another option for them when it comes to that point in time. My daughter, her lung function right now is, is at about 45 to 50 percent of what normal, you and I have a lung function of about 95 to 98 percent. So you can see where she's kind of struggling for air. She doesn't, of course, do any jogging or you know, a, a flight of stairs will wear her down real quick. So that's pretty much what it what it involves is the lungs. But it also another part of it is the digestive system. Uh, she takes pancreas pills to help her digest food, and that's why they have such a thin build because their body does not digest the calories and and for their system. So it, uh, they they're very small framed or they're thin. So those are basically the two two big things in cystic fibrosis. And again, uh, the, uh, the funds for this go to the research that has actually um, made her much healthier than, than your son was ever, ever able to be. Right. He had a lot of uh, lung damage. He was diagnosed at uh, four and a half years old. So he had some lung damage already before we even found out what he had. We kept going to different specialists and uh, allergy specialists to figure out what we had we knew something was wrong but we didn't know what and finally we ended up in university of iowa and they diagnosed it there by that time he had some lung damage he did fairly well for for quite a few years but by the time he got in his early teens his lungs you know were in fairly rough shape and of course they didn't have the medications they do now so he just got worse and worse until finally expired when he was 17. so it for somebody who's listening that, uh, that that maybe has kids that maybe have some of these symptoms, what are the key things that'll tell us we need to have this looked at? The thing that they always talk about is when you kiss your baby, you'll taste salt. They taste saltier than normal. And that's one of the big things that are thrown out that, um, that show up. Some of it, uh, there's like clubbing on the fingernails. Uh, will show up somewhat, but the biggest thing and and that shows up first that people notice is the salty taste. Hmm. Okay, um, and you've again been doing this for 21 years now. It's coming up again October 1st, the Walleye Classic, and September 30th, the banquet dinner auction uh, the night before at the Eagles Club. Um, anything else we should know? 
if anybody's interested or has questions, they can call my wife or I, or they can go to the website, the Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Classic dot com and they can see pictures from the last few years of tournaments that we've had. Uh, the rest of the information is on there. They can register online or uh, M&D Pond in Cass Lake also has uh, registration available and Northwoods Bait and Tackle in Bemidji. All right, so M&D Pond of Cass Lake, Northwoods Bait and Tackle of Bemidji to register uh, uh, there or just go to the website Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Classic dot com. Cystic Fibrosis WalleyeClassic.com. It's a great event for a great cause coming up September 30th with the banquet dinner. October 1st, the Walleye Classic headquartered out of Stony Point Resort. Steve uh, Ballou and his wife Julie have been doing this for 21 years. First of all, thanks for doing another great tournament in the North Country and thank you for doing something that helps so many people. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Kip. Once again, we're almost done with Fish and Paul Bunyan Country for the year, and all that means is that we will not have a daily show, but on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, we'll have an hour-long weekly show. It airs 1 o'clock Thursdays after high noon, and again Saturdays at 8 a.m. after the fan outdoors. Plus, we'll have multiple podcast episodes per week as well. But for those of you listening on 101, you'll have to slide over to 104.5 or subscribe to the podcast to keep hearing the great information. And we're going to have a lot of good hunting stuff coming up in the next few weeks as well as we're getting into those seasons. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. <laughs>